Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, welcome to this next episode of the Carrots and Cake podcast. I'm especially excited for this episode because I have a special guest here today. I have Kirsten Kimura. She's actually a friend I met through a business mastermind that we're in together. Um, And she is a certified macronutrition coach. So obviously we have a lot to talk about, a lot in common. Um, She's also a personal trainer, a women's wellness coach, and she helps women from all over the world achieve their best body composition and optimize health through her holistic macros coaching. Having been through a serious burnout herself, she emphasizes the importance of proper nutrition, adequate exercise, balanced hormones, and stress management. So as you can see, the two of us have a ton in common. We have a lot to talk about. And yeah, let's have Kirsten introduce herself. So yeah, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners and give us a little backstory on who you are and you know what you're all about? Yeah, sure. So thank you so much for um, inviting me today. So I'm really excited to be here. And like I said, we do have a lot in common, I feel like. Um, That's why I love everything you put out on Instagram. And uh, I'm every time like, yes, 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 sharing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we do have a lot in common. And you said, I think most important things, um, maybe a little bit of my backstory. You mentioned also that I uh, used to be, I was very burnt out myself too. And I think a lot of times through our own struggles, we find that place that, or the, the thing we want to help other people with too. And so that was definitely my case. So um, years ago, I was a marathon runner, but not for the performance, but I just wanted to be really skinny and um, really thin and I didn't eat properly and I pretty severely messed up my hormones and uh, was really weak and stressed out and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, it took me several years to, to finally start understanding that, okay, something's wrong and realizing that what I was doing with my diet was not healthy. So basically I, once when I started long, long time ago, when I first started my first diet, it was Weight Watchers. And back then everything was no fat, absolutely no fat, <laughs> low fat. Um, and I ate, you know, basically just carbs and zero fats and no, no protein. And I, I didn't have any understanding of what proper nutrition looks like and so you know combine that with so much cardio training I definitely burned myself out and so now so many years later I have learned so much Um, I am like you said certified macro coach understand the importance of proper nutrition having a nice balance between the macros and also taking really good care of your body exercise wise because beating your body up is not gonna be the thing that gives us the results so what i'm doing is i'm helping a lot of women to yes find their best body composition sometimes it means weight loss but not always sometimes it means gaining muscle everybody has different goals but i do want to I do want to help when it, women to get off that like never-ending dieting and overtraining cycle for sure Yes, yes. And I mean, totally can relate to what you said. A lot of it resonates with me. And I feel like a lot of my listeners have been through something similar. I don't know if it's something about like 
being in our 20s and we're like invincible and you could kind of do whatever you want as far as like diet and fitness and everything. And then it kind of like catches up to you. Um, so I'm wondering, was there like a turning point or like one thing that happened that you were just kind of like, all right, enough of this nonsense. I need to stop over-exercising, under-eating and just get healthy. Yeah, yeah, there was actually. So what happened to me was like, I, I also lost my period. I didn't have my period for 10 years because of all that. And so I knew it wasn't okay and something's up, but, um, but I didn't know what to do about it because I had seen four different doctors and none of them had told me anything reasonable. They're like, we don't know, you're healthy, you're running, that's good. Everybody should be exercising, that's great. Um, but then I went to see an acupuncturist for a totally different issue. I actually had a wrist issue. And so um, he started asking me all kinds of questions, which is something that I really appreciate about, you know, more like functional medicine, um, people, healthcare providers is that they look at you holistically. They ask you other questions. They don't only ask you, okay, what's up with your wrist? Like he started asking me all kinds of questions about my body, my training. And then, you know, of course I told him that I haven't had my cycle for a long time. And he's like, okay, that's not good. And uh, he was like, you know what? You should probably cut back on exercise. Maybe you should gain a little bit of weight. Although I was not like underweight if you look at the BMI, but it was just too low weight for me. And my body was just extremely stressed out. And so he was the one who was like, you know what? It can really cause you a lot of issues down the line. You know, there's osteoporosis and cognitive health issues um, that are, you know, can become problem if you don't have normal hormonal production, which is, you know, I didn't have my period. Um, and so he's, what he told me was almost like a permission for me to like, okay, now you gotta, you gotta stop. You gotta slow down. You gotta put some more food into your body and chill and do yoga for a while. <laughs> so this is, the, he was basically the person who opened my eyes to what was actually going on. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I'm so glad that you, you know, ended up, you know, with him as far as, you know, working with a practitioner, um, because that's the thing. I think it happens so many times that women lose their periods and they don't even realize it's an issue. But if you think about, you know, the female body, like reproduction and, you know, having a period every month is so important. And it really is um, almost like another vital sign as far mm -hmm. as how you're doing with your health. Um, so looking back at that time in your life, were there like comparing, I guess, now to back then, what were some of like the biggest mistakes that you made or um, things that like now looking back, you're like, oh my gosh, why did I do those things? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so first thing, the way I started my morning, it was like, looking back, I see where the crazy cortisol hit came from <laughs> because I woke up and I immediately put on my running shoes and I head out and not only for like 20 minutes, but it was at least an hour. So that was my minimum. I was running at least an hour. Sometimes I would run two hours. And then because I was running marathons, I justified that, you know, I have to run a lot. And some of my Sunday runs were three hours, all fasted. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then of course, then I come home and then I waited as long as I could before I ate and I may have had coffee, all these things that spike your cortisol, like boom, 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 boom. Right. And um, of course, this was already how I started my day. And because I believe looking back, because my cortisol was just so unstable all over the place, the rhythms were not normal. I also had a lot of sleep issues. So um, I would fall asleep fine, but I would always be up like, you know, 4 a.m. and, you know, nothing. I, I just couldn't go back to sleep. So what do I do? I just get up and go run again. And of course, then you're exhausted and fatigued all the time. So definitely severely overtraining. And then the other thing that comes to mind um, as far as training is that 
zero strength training. I didn't do any strength training. And now I know that strength training is so incredibly important for being able to put on muscle because muscle is the tissue that we need the most, you know, Um, for longevity, for so many health, um, you know, benefits, we need that muscle mass. But if you're only running, you're keeping your body in this constant catabolic state, you're only burning, 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 but not only body fat, but also muscle, then this is not a healthy place to be. So these are definitely two um, big things. And, and of course, eating, like I mentioned, you know, I didn't always track my calories, but when I looked at them once in a while, they were in around 1400 range. And when you look at the amount of running that I did, you know, one and a half hours, maybe a day, then I think my net was probably, you know, way lower. I don't even want to think how low it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and like I mentioned earlier, zero fats basically and protein. I didn't know what that was. So I was only eating like oatmeal and bread and a little bit of jam on my oatmeal and some spaghetti because I was like carbs, because I'm a runner carbs, which is totally different what people do now, but this is what I did. And these were, these were huge mistakes. Yeah. 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 I mean, even just the cortisol stuff, I mean that, yeah, that can really mess with so many things as far as just your body being in like a stressed out state all the time, um, obviously with sleep, but even, you know, your energy levels, your mood, you know, things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm glad, you know, things have, things have changed. Um, oh, a lot, yes. yeah, yeah. And so, you know, you went from overtraining, under eating, um, that scenario to kind of like swinging in the opposite direction, as far as like no limits when it came to eating. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, actually, by the time I saw my acupuncturist, I wasn't running that much anymore, but I was then I had switched to high intensity training. So it's another way of like, you know, going really hard on your body. And so uh, when I then heard from him that, yes, you got to cut back, you know, don't run that much. Don't do all that high intensity training and chill and slow down. um, I did all these things and it was fine. It was really needed for me. I did yoga literally just twice a week and I walked a ton. And I ate a lot more, uh, but then, yeah, my period came back. It was good. It was great. I, I'm really grateful for that time. But also at the same time, I, I didn't tune into my body at all anymore as far as like, okay, do you actually need to eat that much anymore? Because I was getting so much healthier. Like my hormones were fine. I was getting my period every month. I had ovulation every month, so it was fine. But then um, I kind of like, you know, there's no breaks anymore because I had found this almost like this food freedom that I had never had before. And then I was like, I, I still remember, like I would come back from work you know, I worked at the gym and then on my drive, I would just eat like a bag of like chocolate covered almonds or like I would have like a small bag of like tortilla chips, which is fine. I'm not like demonizing those things, but if they just become like a habitual when you're not paying attention, then it's going to add up. And so, um, you know, also having dinner and making some really good food and just going back like three times, like, oh, I'm going to have a little bit more, a little bit bit more, a little bit more. And I just lost all like um, understanding of what a good portion size looks like. And so I definitely gained a little bit more weight than I would have wanted. And again, I want to say that part of it was absolutely necessary for me to heal, but I, I went a little too far with it. And it's not that I you know, like got these terrible, terrible issues from it, but I just didn't feel good. And actually there was one thing that was a little bit problematic too, was that my fasting glucose in the morning started being more like a hundred plus, and this is not a good place to be. 
And so this is where I was like, okay, I should probably do something about it. And also I just want to feel and look leaner because I had always been pretty athletic, you know, since high school, I had always played basketball, track and field, like I had been fit. And now all of a sudden I was like, I, I just have like so much softness on my body. And I just don't feel like this is a, this is where I feel like home. So um, this was the, the opposite direction. And so then I got to work to kind of find that middle place. And this is where I am right now. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, finding that balance, that good balance with macros. And then also, I think it probably relates a little bit just, you know, um, overcoming some of those blood sugar imbalances that you mentioned there. And mm -hmm. even just, you know, how all of that has improved your overall health. So a couple questions there, but <laughs> I think yeah. they're all kind of connected. Yeah, sure. So macros, yes. Um, so it was actually early 2020, last year, which was the time when I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm ready for some fat loss now. Let's see what I can do. And of course, I had never, I was never thinking like, I'm going to go back to like my previous times when I was running like crazy. And I was, you know, uh, 135 pounds, which is very low for my body. Um, it may be perfectly fine for somebody else. I just know that for me, it's very low. And so I was like, I'm, I just want to get rid of a little bit of body fat, just feel a little bit better. And so I got introduced to macros. And at first I didn't know what to think of it because I was like, I don't know, it's like tracking. Do I have to be like super meticulous with it? It's going to stress me out because it is a concern if you've had like sort of like a, you know, a little bit disordered eating in the past. But then my friend, uh, who's also a macro coach, she was like, you know, let's, let's try, you know, let's try. And so she put together like a rough plan for me, guidelines to follow. And I was surprised how easy it was because, um, because I had expected, like I said, I was like, what if it's going to be super hard to do when I go crazy? And no. And, you know, I just first, I started looking at my protein and then calories. This is the first step. And I started getting really good results. And one month later, like four weeks later, I took some side by side. So I was like, oh, I can definitely see a lot more, not a lot more, but noticeable definition, right? And so I started then paying more attention to carbs and fats too, and this is how it went. And I realized that actually, you know, once you start doing it, it's not that hard. It's, it's, there's a little bit of learning curve in the beginning, but then, then you get it. And then big changes started happening. Honestly, I was blown away to see, um, how much I was able to lean out. And we're not talking about like bodybuilding or anything like that. You know, I'm not, I'm not that lean at all, but just compared to where I came from and how quickly this change happened. And um, also I started lifting a lot heavier weights. Um, so that definitely, you know, these two things, lifting heavy weights and getting my protein right was a huge game changer for me. And then you mentioned the blood sugar, Yes, because I started finally paying attention to my protein too. It wasn't just like, oh, eat whatever, right? Eat whatever you want, however much you want. I started paying attention to my, uh, my protein and making sure that I have it with every meal to, to kind of slow down that blood sugar spike because I had tested my blood sugar and, you know, after eating some foods like oatmeal or even sweet potato actually at one point caused my blood sugar to spike to like I don't know 160s and stay there for a while and I knew that this is not good so now when I started incorporating more protein and then fat and lifting heavier weights which helps to put muscle on your body then I became much more insulin sensitive and so um, these issues went away so now my blood fasting blood glucose is always between 75 and 85 when I tested and this is all because of strength training and because of like knowing my macros, what they should look like. And so this is the, you know, one issue that I, I actually have when 
people sometimes they're like oh tracking is obsessive it's always bad for you you know you must be absolutely obsessed if you do this and you shouldn't have body goals i'm like wait a minute let's just take a step back and start and try to see from a health perspective too like i was able to reverse that right i, I was able to um get insulin sensitive again right and so we can't always like just judge everybody who do, does these things. I think there's, you know, health component too. And that's very, very important. So that's why knowing your macros is, is extremely important in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And obviously I agree. I'm a big fan of macros. I know they're not for everybody, um, mm -hmm. but I do think they're very helpful for just making you more aware of your food choices. Just like you said, you know, making sure you're getting enough protein, because if your goal is to build muscle um, and maybe lean out, um, mm -hmm. you know, you need to get enough protein. You need to get enough calories in general. But I think yeah. a lot of us, we hear macros and we just think like, oh, it's a diet. Um, yeah. and it's not necessarily that. It's really like how you use them. Um, and they can be used for really good reasons. Um, and again, at the end of the day, it really is just data. Like you're doing, you know, this thing, you're eating this amount of food. How is it affecting your body? How is it affecting your biofeedback? How does it make you feel? So I think it's just really, really good information um, for us. And like you said, like, yeah, you know, there's a learning curve in the beginning, but it's like anything in life. If you stick with it, you keep trying, you try new things, you'll eventually get the hang of it. And it really does become like a part of your life. It comes really easy. And it's not something that you have to do quote unquote perfectly all the time to see results. But um, again, it's just making you more aware of your choices. And then when it comes to change and making changes in your life, as far as habits or body composition goals, whatever it is, that awareness piece is usually like number one, as far as just pushing you in the right direction, as far as you know, what you need to do. Um, so a couple questions for you. I love the blood sugar stuff. I just think it's fascinating. I went through my own issues with blood sugar. So I understand how frustrating it can be because, you know, you have these crazy stress levels and then you have these crazy cravings. And I almost felt like I was hungry all the time. Like I would eat something and then like, 30 minutes later, be hungry again. And like, I just could not get a handle on my hunger, on my stress levels, on my sleep. So I like can totally relate to everything you were saying. Um, but when you were um, figuring things out with your blood sugar, were you using a glucometer? Mm -hmm. the yes. Measure? Yeah. Will yes. you tell us a little bit more about that and like what it's all about? Mm. Yeah, sure. Maybe first how I got this idea that I should even check it because I had no idea. I was like, I'm healthy, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. Why should I worry about this thing? But then um, I actually had really bad period cramps, like all the time, like day one to day two, like dying, right? And so um, I am on Nicole Jardim's emailing list. I don't know if you okay. uh, listeners know her. She's amazing. She um, she has a podcast, is it called the period, period Party? Maybe you can look it up and add it. Yeah. Um, no, periodicals, I, geez, I forgot. But anyways, Nicole Jardim, and she um, sent out an email that I have this discount on this program if you have this, 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 and this period issue. And I was like, you know what? I do have really painful periods. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this program, see what it can do. And one of the first steps in this program was to start uh, tracking your blood sugar because she said uh, high elevated like blood sugar constantly can cause you a lot of issues with your menstrual cycle. And so uh, I started tracking it and this is how I figured out like the first day I took my blood sugar reading was 110. I was like, oh my goodness. And this was far from like her chart, like where you, he, she wanted it to be. And so I realized, okay, there, there's something going on. So um, I followed the instructions. I started tracking like very 
frequently. I think it was like four or five, oh, it was more than that uh, times a day to see how my body responds to certain foods. And then, um, and then I started to have less of those foods that really spiked it really high. And then of course, combining things with proteins and fats, which will bring down the, the high spike. And so I did that for a month. And of course I did, I did eliminate quite a few things. Um, I was honestly, I was terrified to eat sugar. I was like, oh my goodness, I, I better not have any of that. I cut out alcohol completely for that one month. And guess what? Like next month, my period came. I was like, what? Like I didn't get, I didn't get a single symptom. Mm-hmm. And so for me, this was like, holy crap, is this true? And I was like, this must be a coincidence. I did that for two more months. Uh, maybe added like a little bit more, you know, here and there, getting a little bit looser with my diet, but still mostly eating like, let's say clean stuff. You know, it's not like anybody's favorite term, but let's use it that way. Um, and then the same thing. The same thing and then you know down the line of course i had like some months when i uh my diet was a little bit more like you know you celebrate something more or you i don't know had some cake or things then i would feel it in my cycle like i would feel the next month the first day it came i was like oh it hurts again and um she had yeah she she had all the instructions in the in the program so basically you just have the glucometer the little device and then you use the test strips and then you prick your finger and uh, so drop of blood and then you just, you know, put the, the little strip in there and then it tells you the, the number, mm-hmm. what it is for you. And then, uh, and then you monitor, <clears throat> excuse me, monitor and see how you can bring it down. And um, the solution is sometimes people think that you have to give up all the carbs. No, it's not. You don't have to give up all the carbs. You have to look what kind of quality of carbs you are eating and also what you combine them with and not have just like carb only meals or not have just a plain glass of wine without no food. You know, you start like with those small changes uh, and then a lot, a lot of things can improve. And it was incredible for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And same, I totally agree with you. I actually ended up using a continuous glucose monitor. So I had this opportunity to work with NutriSense Um, and same, same idea as, you know, using the glucominator and, you know, pricking your finger and everything, but it's, you wear it. So it's a little device that you wear on your arm and it measures your glucose levels every 15 minutes, but same, I had the exact same experience. So it wasn't like you had to give up all carbs. It's just, you needed to plan a well-balanced plate. Like you needed some protein, you needed some fat and then you could have your carbs in there and you wouldn't see that like crazy blood sugar spike. Um, and just what you said about the alcohol, like not having a glass of wine on an empty stomach, you know, yes. or you're eating something with it. And then the other thing that really made a difference for me, I'm not sure if you noticed this, but doing some sort of exercise around your meals, um, I would see much less of a spike too, because, you know, your body was making use of that glucose almost immediately because your muscles needed it, you know, you needed that energy. Um, but yeah, that can be, such an amazing tool can be, it's very, it gives you just data and insights, but also helps you change your behaviors. Um, Just like what you said, you know, trying to figure out what foods work best for you instead of just kind of guessing and like not really knowing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that was definitely like life-changing experience for me. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like with macros too. It's, it's all data, you know, it gives you an idea how to adjust your, your nutrition and how to adjust your training. You know, it doesn't have to be like, now I'm doing this. I feel like a lot of times like people want to put like labels on them on themselves. Like I am doing this and I am this like you're not you're not that thing you're just using this this method to figure out something about your health and it can be very eye-opening it can change your life I mean Mm -hmm. if you can get rid of your period pain if you can get rid of like chronic fatigue if you can 
get rid of like this bloat that you have all the time. I mean, aren't those really amazing things? I think they are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is actually a really good transition to some of that hormonal stuff, because I agree with you, like GI stuff, hormonal stuff, back pain, we'll just throw that in there, because I feel like these things, like if they're affecting your everyday life, they can just be brutal. They really can just affect how your day is going to go, your mood, your relationships, things like that. So I, I do think it's really important. Um, so we worked together on the Dutch back in the day. Um, so do you want to talk about um, just, you know, your transition as far as moving out of the stressful time in your life, you know, transitioning, you know, to better hormonal health, um, better blood sugar balance, and maybe just give us a little bit of an idea, like how long this took. I think a lot of women go into, you know, quote unquote, fixing their health and they want these results so quickly. Um, and I have a feeling your answer is going to be very similar to mine is that it takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of patience too. It does. Yeah. And it, it also depends on like how deep in this hole you are really, like how serious your, your symptoms, how severe they are. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, back in when I, you know, what I described, what I talked about earlier, when I was doing tons of cardio and all that kind of stuff, um, it actually took me about five months to start feeling really good. So yeah, it's not, and this is even, I know some people, it takes like a year if they have like this serious, like adrenal fatigue type of symptoms already, you know, they just can't get out of bed anymore, uh, which is kind of like the next level is <laughs> like really tough. So it can take even more. Um, yeah, for me, it was about five months when I started to feel like my energy totally coming back, my period's returning, um, just like mood is better in general. You know, you're excited about going and doing your workout again because you finally feel like, oh, I, you know, I actually I am motivated again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was that amount of time. But um, I actually had another kind of like a, let's say like a smaller, I wouldn't even call it the burnout, but kind of like a little down a moment at the end of last year and this is when you and I worked together so that was December last year when I was just you know my work got crazy and I got a lot of new plans which I was very grateful for but also we were starting to plan our move to another state and so many things were going on and I definitely um, hit a little bit of a wall again and because I, I caught it early um, it took me less time. So it took me about like a month to start feeling a lot better again, because I didn't, I, I realized that, okay, if I keep like pushing myself super hard all the time, if I keep doing the things that I did in the past, like then I didn't learn anything from my past experience. So I just knew that, okay, there's going to be, you know, lighter workouts. Uh, also doing the Dutch test with you, figuring out what was actually going on, um, you know, using these tools that were available that I didn't have before was really helpful and that way I, I got um and then of course I knew like nutrition like how to do nutrition right to support myself and you know knowing that this is not a diet time to like diet when you're super stressed out and so this took me a way less time because I just learned from the past experience and knew that um if I start helping myself because nobody else can do it for you if I start helping myself quickly then I will get out of it quickly and so yeah in, in about like four or five weeks I was doing a lot better already yeah, yeah, good, good. And I think you hit the nail on the head there when you said, you know, it's really up to you to make these changes. Nobody else can do it. Um, and that's the thing, like, you know, we work with clients one-on-one. -on -one, um, and I think a lot of times people want us just to tell them what to do. But at the end of the day, it really is like, your decision and things that are going to work for you and what's really going to help you heal your body. And yeah, the more, you know, the more tools you have, the better off you're going to be. And you can, you know, quickly turn things around where you're not, you know, digging yourself deeper into a hole. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, I know you're really big into stress management and things like that. And I know you've done some stuff with breath work. So do you want to mm-hmm. talk about how that's, you know, changed your health and your hormones and your anxiety and all that good stuff? Because um, that's super interesting. And I think um, people would love to hear more about that. Yeah, I am a big fan of breath work. Um, I actually did on my Instagram stories. I started documenting it. Um, I did it every day for 100 days and then I just stopped documenting, but I'm still doing it. Um, so basically what happened, and this was, it started around the same time when I mentioned like at the end of last year, when I was feeling stressed out and you know more tired and just like feeling all kinds of weird. <laughs> and then I, um, I actually... I did it like a yoga slash meditation class with one of my friends and she's a, she's a, a tra- like a facilitator, breathwork facilitator, yoga teacher. And so she taught me a couple of techniques, a couple of uh, breathwork techniques. And it was a private session and I just broke down. I just started like crying. The breathwork just can bring out all kinds of emotions that you've been holding inside of your body, not letting them out, whether it's like consciously or not. Um, and then I just, yeah, I was like crying. I was like, oh my goodness, what did this breath work do to me? (laughs) It was a really weird sensation, but it was also very uh, relieving because I think everybody who's had like a good cry, I think that's most people feel like later they feel like, oh, I feel better. I feel lighter. Right. And so, um, since then I was like, I'm going to do more of this stuff. It sounds, it was, it was good. And so I found, uh, my friend told me about Wim Hof and I had heard about Wim Hof before too. I had seen him on this, um, what is that Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, show Goop? I had seen him, seen him there and I think I had even tried his method once, but I didn't stick with it. That was like years ago. But this time I was like, okay, let me try this. I'm going to try this. So he combines breathwork, this very simple technique. He combines that with cold showers. So um, you do the breathwork. It depends how, you know, it takes me, it takes about like 15 to 20 minutes to do it. And then I take a cold shower. And I started doing it all the time. And there's now I'm reading his book and I see like there's whole, there's a lot of science behind it, how it actually works, but it has been the most amazing thing. Like you don't have to like put anything external into your body, no medication, no like pill, no nothing. It's all like within you already. And he calls it like getting high on your own supply. And I think that's so real. Um, And so, yeah, what are the, the benefits? Crazy, like I am so much calmer Uh, I'm so much more relaxed. Um, I feel like my stress tolerance is a lot better. And, and one of the craziest things, okay, actually two really crazy things. One of them is that I sleep through the night. Like I would always wake up in the middle of the night, at least once to go use the bathroom, but now I'm, I'm sleeping through the night. And this is all because your nervous system is just so much calmer and you're spending more time in this parasympathetic mode. Um, it's great. And then the other thing, um, which kind of blew my mind is that I'm able to tolerate coffee again, which is a big thing for me because before I used to have coffee and get terrible jitters. Like I get at first you get this like, hi, Oh, it feels so good. But then I get so jittery and super anxious. And I was like, okay, coffee is not for me. I just can't have it. And I would have it maybe like one decaf once a week. This is what I would do. This was like, you know, Fridays usually my longer longest workout day so that post that workout was my little weekly treat to get a decaf coffee <laughs> um, but then now <clears throat> I've been having coffee like almost every morning and I feel totally fine and I don't know anything else that I have done differently uh, and this literally it's been really life-changing for me and I like I said I am a big fan of stress management because I'm sure you have seen too a lot of clients who 
can do all the things, right? Like check the list, check the boxes, like macros, right? Exercise, right? Steps, getting, yes, cool, check, check, check. But then they're crazy stressed out with their work. Um, and then they just can't, can't give themselves a break and they're not getting the results no matter how hard they push. And actually they may be moving further away from the results because they're just so stressed out. So we have to find ways to bring our bodies more into this parasympathetic mode instead of just being on high alert all the time. Mm-hmm, a hundred percent. And I mean, that's really why I became an FDN is because I was working with macro clients for years and years. And just like you said, they were, you know, hitting their macros, they were doing all the exercise, um, but then, you know, they weren't managing stress, they weren't sleeping and they just couldn't get to their goals. So yeah, doing, you know, an FDN training where I learned about cortisol, how it affects your body and everything. Um, and that was usually the issue. I mean, just like, you know, we've talked about as far as stress and blood sugar management and things like that. And mm-hmm. yeah, if it was as easy as just tracking your macros and working out, you know, none of us would have issues as far as fat loss goes or weight loss mm-hmm. goes. Yeah. Um, so one question I wanted to ask you kind of, you know, going back to um, your journey, um, but for a while there, you know, you thought that fat loss and weight loss were kind of like a bad idea. So what <laughs> made you change your mind? And then also, I don't know if this is something that you want to touch upon too, but you know, how this has affected you personally, but then how you work with clients. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Okay. So when I was recovering from my major burnout, right? So then I kind of, how would I say it in a way that's the correct to say, I just got into these like circles, a way of thinking that, you know, body positivity and still believe in body positivity. I think everybody should be respected and everybody, everybody and everybody should be respected and not discriminated, all that kind of stuff. I believe strongly in that. Yes, I do. At the same time, I started noticing, uh, you know, a lot of like, you know, fat loss is always a bad idea or you shouldn't, nobody should ever lose fat. It's like almost like ethically or morally wrong to want to change something about your body. And I started seeing this message, like in a lot of those people who I was so following and I was like, "Mm, that doesn't sit well with me because there are so many people out there. I mean, obesity is a real issue. We can't deny that, right? There's a lot of people who have like diabetes and all these, all these issues associated with you know, poor eating choices and not enough exercise. And can we really say that, um, that there's, that we shouldn't ever change anything in our bodies? Is it always a bad thing? And even if it's not about our health, what if I just want to look a little bit leaner, look a little bit fitter, you know, be more athletic, be able to do more pull-ups. What if I just want these things? Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, I, I started like really feeling that I, I don't agree with all these messages anymore. Although at some point I was like, yeah, weight loss doesn't matter. Now I was like, you know what? There's, there's this gray area where it's okay to want to change your body. It doesn't mean that you hate yourself at the same time, right? So finding that balance where you're like, yeah, I accept myself the way I am, but I also have um, a fat loss goal and that's fine. I want to do it, but I also want everybody to do it in a healthy way. Not so that you get extremely obsessed or you, that you stop living your social life. Like you said earlier too, you don't have to be um, like 100% accurate all the time with your macros. I don't think this is way to live, but you can still have some guidelines and, and follow your macros as much as you can if you have a fat loss goal. So I think, I think it's okay to have this goal. Yeah, but definitely there was a period of time when I was too like, no, you know, we should be doing this. This is, this is a bad idea. But I'm, I'm glad that I've now found this... Um, this middle place, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And yeah, so let's talk about this middle place a little bit, because this is where I love to be. I always call it the gray area, um, just because, you know, diet culture, it's just such extremes, like you're on track, you're off track, you know, you do this, you don't do that. Um, but what do you think are, were the biggest mindset shifts for you as far as just making this transition to that middle ground? Mm. Um, maybe the understanding that it doesn't, nothing is ever either or, you know, it doesn't have to be like, like there's these camps or like you have to accept yourself only one way. And if you don't like you're, de you're definitely obsessed. And then there's this other camp who's like, you gotta do like seven workouts a week and hit your macros a hundred percent. And like, no, like what if I don't want to be here? I don't want to be there either. I want to be in, in the middle where everything is okay. You know, in moderation, everything's okay. So I think just understanding like moving away from this very like extreme way of thinking, which I think is common in like perfectionists. They're mm -hmm. like, it's yes or no. It's like black or white. And getting like a lot of software in that sense. Like I, I, I don't consider myself perfectionist anymore at all. I definitely was at some point, but now I'm like, I'm way more relaxed, way more kind of looser. And I think it has helped me to kind of take on that more relaxed mindset that we can do a little bit of both, you know, it doesn't have to be this or that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I totally agree with all of that. Um, and give you a little shout out. So you have a podcast where you talk a lot about these topics. It's called Balanced Vibes. Do you want to tell listeners a little bit more about your podcast and where they can find your podcast as well as you online? Yeah. Um, so like we just talked, you know, the middle place, the gray area, um, balance, so that's why I call it the balanced vibes because I don't do extreme stuff and I don't want any of my clients to do anything extreme. I mean, most women have already done this and they have seen that it doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing extreme works. And so that's why I call it the balanced vibes. But yes, on this podcast, I talk, um, you know, health and healthy diet and a lot of the mindset blocks that a lot of women have around healthy you know, diet and fitness, a uh, lot of training, exercise advice. I am a big fan of strength training. So talking a lot about that, but also um, stress management. Like we talked earlier too, this is a big part of what we do and what helps us to get really healthy because we can't do only like mechanically those like macros and workouts. And if you don't manage stress, you can't get the results. So this is uh, what the podcast is about. And you can find it pretty much everywhere. It's not on Spotify, but it's everywhere else. And then it's also on YouTube. Uh, you can find it there as well, uh, but you have to look for a different name. It's actually Urban Jane. I know, don't ask me, it's a long story, but you can find it when you, when you put it in like that. And yes, it's audio and video both. Awesome. Awesome. And then I know you're very active on Instagram. And then I think you had mentioned a freebie for people, a protein freebie. Do you want to chat a little bit about that? Yes. Yes. So, um, I do have a protein freebie. It's called Fit Physique Formula. And what it is, is your guide to basically your first step to healthy fat loss. Because I feel like a lot of times women are missing the most important thing, and that is the protein. A lot of times they know how many calories they're eating. They're like, yeah, I'm eating 1400 or 1500. And I'm asking them how much of that is protein. They're like, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, and so for me, like if you don't have your protein right, then you're kind of like trying to build the, the house, but the foundation is not there. So how are you going to do this? Because without a high protein diet, you may eat low calories, but what you get is slowed down metabolism. You also get just like a smaller body, but it looks exactly like the smaller version of the previous version of you. Mm 
<laughs> but with high protein, you're going to gain a lot more muscle and you get that look that you actually want. Um, that a lot of people call toned. I like to call it muscular. A lot of women don't like it, but that's what it is. Um, so if you combine high protein diet with strength training, you really like, literally I was blown away when I first started. I was like, what? It was actually that simple. Why didn't nobody tell me about protein before? <laughs> and so now I'm trying to fill that gap and, and help people get started with that. And they are, some people are really surprised at first when they get the guide and like, you want me to eat like how much protein? But when they start doing it, the results are like pretty much immediate, like the first results you get in the first week. And that's of course not like dropping 10 pounds that first week, but the first results are you notice you have so much more energy. Um, you're way less likely to snack on random stuff all the time because you're just fuller longer. Your blood sugar is balanced. Um, these are the first results you get. And then when you continue, you know, three weeks, four weeks, and after that, you're going to definitely see the change in your body composition too. So this is really, for me, this is like the gateway. It was like the corners, like the, the basics of macro uh, tracking start there and you're going to see amazing results. Yes, I totally agree with that. And that's something I recommend to my clients too, because just like you said, it helps balance your blood sugar, helps build muscles, helps make you feel full for longer. Um, just all those amino acids in the, in the protein is just good for so many bodily functions. And without it, you're kind of missing out on um, so many health benefits, but you know, also yeah. physique benefits too. Yeah. So I yeah. love that. And um, then of course, even the mood, you know, uh, a lot of people say that they notice, and that's exactly like you mentioned the amino acids, right? You have to have them um, for better mood. Mm -hmm. And it's been shown in studies too, that those who have relatively low protein intake, they suffer more from anxiety, depression, mental illness. So that's another really important part, um, why, a reason why we should have plenty of protein in our diet. Mm -hmm. Yes, agree 110%. So I will definitely include a link to that resource. So you guys can check that out in the show notes. And I'll leave Kirsten up everywhere as far as finding her on the interwebs and whatnot. Um, so thank you so much for being here on this episode. This was awesome. I just feel like you had so much good advice and information. Um, so thanks again. Yeah, sure. So happy to be here. Thank you.